as new covenant believers, we need to understand and accept the fact that we have the mind of Christ. Amen? That if we have the mind of Christ, it sorts out majority of all the issues. In other words, we understand the mind of Christ when we come across any issue. We understand the mind of Christ in the place of prayer. We come across them. We know the mind of Christ in whatever circumstance that we find ourselves. In other words, for the believer, understanding and accepting the mind of Christ is not a luxury. It is something that we have to walk conscious of. Amen? Hallelujah. So this morning, I'm more or less going to take off from there. But it's going to be a short exhortation because I want us to spend a good number of time in prayer. Amen? And so this morning, I just want to talk about the simplicity of prayer as we get into prayer. For many of us, we pray because we have a desired outcome in mind. We pray because we, we understand that it's a place where is a source of power, source of strength for us. And the truth is, that's what the definition of prayer can be. I said some time ago that prayer is just a conversation with God. And prayer is understanding that is the part of that relationship where we are able to talk with God. Amen. And so this morning I want to focus on one thing and one thing alone. If we have the mind of Christ, how did Christ approach prayer? Amen. And so that if we understand how Christ approached prayer, it then helps us because once we have his mind, then we have that understanding. Amen. If you open with me to the book of Luke, I think I've preached on this verse before. Luke chapter 11, please, and verse 10. Luke 11, verse 10. Uh, this was one of the scriptures that blew my mind when it came to prayer. It says, for everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, will be opened. In other words, Jesus Christ, first of all, began by laying a foundation of prayer. The first foundation of prayer is this. Your prayers are answered, period. Because Jesus always means what he says and he always says what he means. If he meant that prayer was a merit, he would have said that. So in other words, prayer is not as a result of the length of time that I pray. Prayer is not as a result of the words that I can garner together in prayer. Prayer is just as a result of the finished work of Jesus. Amen? And that your prayers are only answered because of Jesus. How many of you agree with me on that? Amen. And the reason why your prayer is answered because of Jesus, go with me to John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. <clears throat> He says, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Verse 24. Until now, you have asked me nothing in my name. Ask, 
and you will receive that your joy may be full. Amen? The reason why I believe sometimes we get frustrated in prayer or we feel like we pray and our prayers are not answered and because of that we throw away all restraint and many times we are not motivated to go back in prayer. Um, I believe based on my own experience, myself, my own experience, is because in most of the time, it's always been as a result of merit for me. In other words, God, I pray to you every day. God, I take time out to do this prayer, do that prayer, and I expect that you will answer. And the truth is, it's not as if God does not answer our prayer, because if Jesus Christ said, whoever asked would receive, in fact, I said, let me blow your mind. That's the reason why God will answer the prayer of the Muslim. That's why God will answer the prayer of the Buddhist. Because he created all of them. Now, they may not experience some things that you and I experience. But the Bible says, whoever asks, receives. Jesus did not say at that point in time. Every believer that asks is the only one that receives. Amen? Because that takes away the love of the Father for the entire earth. That takes that away. Then God becomes selective. In other words, we can no longer then use the scripture for God so loved the world. God did not love the world because they accepted Jesus Christ. God loved the world because it is in God's DNA. It's his nature to just love. Someone said something some time ago to me. He said that you understand that God loves you. It's not, it's not something that should be of a big revelation to you. However, you need to walk in it. But the day the believer understands that God not only loves me, he is fond of me and he likes me. He said it takes you to a different level. Because by God's nature, he does not have any option than to love you. That's who he is. The Bible says for God is what? God is love. Amen. And so, let's look at... Um, James chapter 5 verse 16. We're talking about how Jesus approached prayer. James chapter 5 verse 16. It says, confess your trespass one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Many times this is where we pack. But the first part of it is where I want to start off this morning. It says, confess your trespass one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. What he's saying there is there's a confidence to that statement that says, when you pray, this is what's going to happen. Are you, are you following me? In other words, when you take your time to go before God in prayer, the Bible is assuring you the only thing you come out of there with is an answer to your prayer. Amen. And so for us as believers, there are just some few things that are fundamental to prayer. Number one, you're praying from a particular position as a believer. You are positioned in Christ. And because you are positioned in Christ, your prayer is already effective. So the scripture here that says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It's saying here, because you already have Christ, your prayer is already effective. But the one that we struggle with most time is the righteous man, because we're struggling, we struggle sometimes with, because I just committed a blunder, is it possible for God to hear me? 
But John chapter 16 verse 24 says, before now you have not prayed in my name. But I want you to pray in my name. Because the answer to your prayer is not based on your behavior. The answer to your prayer is not based on all the words you can garner. The prayer, the answer to your prayer is simply Jesus. You are only coming now based on the trust that you have in that name. That when Jesus said, I will answer your prayer, you already know your prayer has been answered. We use part of a scripture this morning. The Bible says that whatever things that you ask God, there is that confidence that you know he has answered you. That you are very well assured that you are, he has answered you. So when you come before God in prayer, it is imperative that the believer understands that whatever it is that you have done yesterday does not have the basis of whether your answer, prayer is going to be answered or not. Your prayer is only answered because of Jesus. You are going in that name and you are already in that name. Your life is hidden in that name. Everything about you is Jesus. When God hears you, what is hearing is Jesus in prayer. And as long as God hears Jesus in prayer, you have to be confident that your prayer has been answered. Amen? Now, I want to touch on one thing and then we're going to go into prayers because I said it's just going to be a very short exhortation. I just want this exhortation to encourage you that as we pray this afternoon, there is nothing that we pray in petition before God this afternoon that will not be answered. I am that confident. Because it's not based on my strength. It's based on somebody's name that has been proven over and over and over again. Number one thing that you need to know, that you are praying already from a place of victory. You are not trying to be victorious. You are already victorious in Christ. What prayer does for you is you lay hold of that which God has given you and you're asking God that it be manifested in that particular situation in the name of Jesus. That is what prayer just does for you. So that we don't come to God believing that if I pray for 20 hours, God hears me. Now, don't get me wrong. To pray for long is good because there are some benefits to praying for the believer. Under grace, it was a requirement for you to do it. I'm sorry, under the law, it was a requirement for you to do it. But under grace, you do it because you want to do it. You gain pleasure from it. You enjoy times of prayer with God. You understand that because I already said, prayer is having a conversation with God. But more importantly for the believer, prayer does one thing. And I want us to open scriptures so I can lay the foundation of this and then we're going to go into prayer. Amen? So the first scripture that I want you to open for me is Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. It says, praying always. Can I have that in the NLT, please? NLT. Most of the scriptures that I'm going to um, give now, please, would you give them to me in NLT, please? It says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Amen. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7. Give that to me please in NIV or AMPC. 
First Peter chapter 4 verse 7. It says, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so you can pray. Give that to me in the AMPC, please. But the end and culmination of all things has come near. Keep sound mind and self-restrained and alert, therefore, for the practice of prayer. I want to read that statement again. But the end and culmination of all things has come near. Keep sound-minded and self-restrained and alert, therefore, why? For the practice of prayer. Amen? Luke chapter 21 verse 36, NLT. Luke 21, 36, NLT. Keep alert at all times and pray that you might be strong enough to escape this coming horrors and stand there before the Son of Man. Amen? First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 in NLT. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Go with me to Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, NLT. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I'm going to begin there from verse 5. But you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and light, night. Verse 6. So be on your guard, not asleep like others. Stay alert and be clear headed. Verse 7. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. Verse 8. But let us live in the light, be clear headed. Protected by the armor of faith and love and wearing as a helmet the confidence of our salvation. The key word that, kept, that we keep, seek, uh, uh, keep reoccurring in every scripture I gave to you is the word alert. 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 And in AMPC definition, in that first Peter chapter 4, it says that the reason why you need to keep alert is that you can be consistent in prayer. Let me also reverse it the other way. Prayer keeps you alert. In other words, for the believer, in order to be sensitive and understand the dealings of God and your environment and where you are in God, prayer is a necessity because prayer keeps you alert in the spirit. That is why Paul would say in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9. He said, an effectual door has been opened to me. But there are many adversaries. The reason why he knew that was because he stayed alert in prayer. 
Because being a lot in prayer opens you up to opportunities. You see what God is doing. You hear what God is saying. It is a luxury a believer cannot afford to neglect. Therefore, prayer is imperative. It is essential to the life of a believer. And the reason for that, that I want to camp on this afternoon, is that it keeps you sensitized to the things of the Spirit. Let me go to this scripture. I think I've shared it before. I'm going to share this scripture again. Um, I believe it's um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 or 17. Give it to me in AMPC. Galatians 5. Okay, verse 16. It says, but I say, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit. Responsive to, that's being alert. And controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh. Of human nature without God. Pastor said something that was profound yesterday. He said he notices when he does not, when he's not conscious of the mind of Christ. The tendency is he begins to yield to the flesh. When you and I are not alert in the spirit, it is, listen, is a guarantee that our leading will be of the flesh. Because there is no trying to combine the both. The Bible says is either you are in the spirit or not in the spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the life, of, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the, of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Therefore, when Jesus says that men ought always to pray, what Jesus was saying to the believer is that I need you to stay alert always. I need you to be sensitive always. Listen, Jesus could have afforded not to use prayer as a medium of talking with the Father. He could. But in Matthew chapter 11, there's one thing that he said that it just blew my mind. I just saw that statement for the first time. It may not mean anything to you, but it means something to me. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. And then we're going to go into prayers now. Very soon, in about five, ten minutes. It says, give me just NKJV. I think I like the NKJV version of it. It says, take my yoke upon you. But the next statement is the one that I'm camping on. He says, learn from 
me. You can pause right there and then just look at the entire life of Jesus and then just learn. So that if you and I are going to become effective as believers in Christ, there are some things that we have to get hold of. You want to stay a lot in prayer because of your walk with God. If you're a family person, you want to stay a lot in prayer because of your family. You want to stay a lot in prayer because of those that don't know Jesus. And you want to stay a lot in prayer because your life derives its power from it. It says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man in Amplify says makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Hence, Paul will say, I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be opened, that you may know, one, the hope of your calling, the inheritance Christ has in you, and the exceeding greatness of his power toward you. I have come to realize that I need to dig deeper than where I am. Because the scripture is telling you here, if you are not alert, you're sleeping. For many of us, we're sleeping if we want to really be truthful to ourselves. Because prayer becomes not a necessity, but it's something we do. Because we feel like it's an obligation. And when you do something out of obligation, you don't get the full benefit of it. Because your mind and heart will not be given completely to it. I mean, without giving you the law, you as a believer have to make up your mind. If I leave the house at 6 a.m. in the morning, and it's at 5 a.m., I wake up to get ready. Because it is essential for my work. I need to now put time in to be able to sit at the feet of the Father. And hear him. And converse with him. And have a good time with him. So that as you go, God can say to you, don't turn left there. Make a right there. Because you'll be amazed, just like Pastor said yesterday. At that point in time, you are operating in the mind of Christ. So you see God begin to unravel things before you. And through that you gain the wisdom on how to live every day. So I want us to ask the Holy Spirit for the strength coming into 2020. That our lives will be given completely and solely for all of God's purpose. That we want to stay alert in the spirit. In the, in the Old Testament, it talks about the sons of Ishaka. He said they had understanding of times. And they knew what Israel ought to do. To have an understanding of the times. It requires you spending time with God. In the natural, it takes effort 
to develop any meaningful relationship in your life. So also in the spirit. But understand, the effort to pray is not the merit that you are going to present before God. You are doing it because you want to do it. There is a joy to it. God does not answer your prayer because you wake up at 4 a.m. You wake up at 4 a.m. because you want to and you know your life also derives a source from it. That is critical as we pray. In the next coming months, we're going to break down prayer, warfare, asking, requesting, receiving. But I just want you to know that the fundamentals of prayer is important for a believer. You're praying from the throne. You're not praying to the throne. You're praying from the throne, not to the throne. You're praying from victory, not for victory. You're already triumphant in Christ. You don't have to deal with the devil. The Bible says he made an open show of him triumphing over him in it. He said you are seated in the heavenlies at the right hand of the Father. Far above principalities and powers. In other words, you are not on the realm with them where you exchange bouts with them. You are a king and you are a priest. Whatever you say will come to pass. Because of the life that is within you. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessel. That the excellency of power will be of God and not of you. So this afternoon, we are going to pray and keep praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. It is no wonder prayer is the one word that keeps reoccurring in scriptures time after time after time. Paul, the great man of prayer, would also say, pray for me. I mean, Paul said, pray for me that I be delivered from the hand of wicked men. While he prayed in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, the next line in verse 19, he said, pray also for me. But I believe that this is a source that we have, that we as believers have not utilized to the fullest. We run to prayer many times when we get in trouble. That's when prayer becomes a primary thing. If they say the doors are open at 6 a.m., we're here at 4 a.m. But I'm praying that prayer becomes such a part of our life that as water is to the fish, prayer is to the believer. D.L. Moody said it rightly. He said, they may not listen to your arguments. They may not listen to your logic. He said, but the one thing they know and they will listen to in their heart is your prayers. I want you to stand to your feet this afternoon as we pray. The scripture there, um, the song there says, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus and to take him at his word. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. 
It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. That he that comes to God must first believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want you to know, you seek God diligently in prayer next year. God is a rewarder. He hears you. He's in there with you. You're just going to ask, Holy Spirit, give me the grace to pray. I don't want to enter this thing in my own strength. I don't just want to make up my mind to pray in my own strength. I understand the potency of prayer in my life. And I want to forge into it by the power of the Spirit. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its working. That is what is possible in your life and in my life. God calls us saints. No man can talk against us in the presence of he when we call upon him. Because your righteousness is not of your own, but is of Jesus. Because you have been gifted with righteousness. Amen. I have a fourth scriptures, a lot of them that we're going to pray. I mean, four passages of scriptures that we're going to pray about. Um, and so what I want to start with this afternoon is um, I just want you to talk to God. And just say, Lord, I want to stay alert. And I understand that to stay alert means I become a woman and a man of prayer. I recognize this is a tool that you've given me to sharpen me. To sharpen my sensitivity in my walk with you. And in your own words, I just want to talk to God. I want you to talk to God. You want to stay alert. I want you to talk to God. Just put your words together. Just talk to him. Lord, I want to stay alert. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Uh, this is one of the most powerful prayers that you can pray. It trumps whether you're asking God for financial breakthrough or healing in your body. Because once you are alert in the spirit, God can give you scripture as food for your body. I want you to know because the Bible says by his stripes you have already been healed. So God is not trying to heal you. He's already made it available for you in Christ. And as long as you stay alert in the spirit, God can guide you into every aspect of every area of your life. As long as I am alert, no wonder Jesus says, be alert. No wonder Peter said, be alert. No wonder Paul said, be alert. The word is be alert, be alert, be alert. That I may have an understanding of the times that I live in. That I may have the understanding of where my family is at. That I may have the understanding of where my business is at. That I may have understanding of everything about my life. The Bible is asking you that you stay alert for the purpose of prayer. And also for the purpose of being alert, stay in prayer. Lift up your voice this afternoon. Lord, I don't want to go into the coming day where the same way I came into it in prayer. 
I want a tremendous change, oh God, in my life. And you are the one that is working in me both to will and to do of your good pleasure. My Lord, I want to stay habitually in the Holy Spirit. And therefore I ask, oh God, because your word declares, if the same Spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. You said, he that raised Christ from the dead will by that same Spirit give life to my mortal body. I want you to pray this afternoon. I recognize that the life I need in this body is only by the provision of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. My Lord, I lean on you. Come and lift up your voice this afternoon. Pray that same prayer for your children. Pray that same prayer for your spouse. Pray that same prayer for this church that we belong to. I want you to lift up your voice. That Lord, we become a lot in the Spirit. That we become a lot in all that we do. In the name of Jesus. Oh, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Rema sekendelebro. Rema sekendelebro. Rema sekendelebro. No wonder Jesus says, whatever I hear my father saying, that is what I do. Mareba sekendelebro. Oh, lift up your voice this morning. This is the best prayer you can pray for your family this year. That my children be alert in the spirit. Whatever it's going to take, oh God, quicken my children. That my spouse become alert in the spirit. Whatever it's going to take, Holy Spirit of God, quicken my children, quicken my spouse. Quicken us as a body. The Lord, like the sons of Isheka, we have understanding of times and we know what we ought to be doing, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh, that is why we are asking, Lord, that as a family, we will go steady in the knowledge of Jesus. That we will understand spiritual things, oh God. This is our prayer, Father. That in the name of Jesus, we will stay alert in the place of prayer. Thank you, God. The Lord, as we glean from your word, as we drink from your word, your word said, oh God, that your word is like a two-edged sword. My Lord, we pray that in the name of Jesus, that your word will find expression in our being in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that prayer will not be something I casually enter into. But Lord, I am intentional about it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. I have a few prayer points. But I'm going to lead us in this confession and then we're going to go into prayer. So please, let me give you some certain scriptures that you're going to help me with as we get into prayer this afternoon.
We're going to be using Isaiah 65 from verse 19 to 25. Isaiah 54 from verse 2 to 5. 12 to 15 and verse 17. Isaiah 55, we're going to read from verse 8 to 13. And that's going to be in the message translation. Okay, let me repeat it again. Isaiah 65, 19 to 25. Do you get that? Isaiah 54, verse 2 to 5. The same Isaiah 54, verse 12 to 15. And verse 17. Isaiah 55, from verse 8 to 13, and I'm going to ask for you to give me that in the message version. The others will come in NKJV, but the 55, 8 to 13 will come in the message version. Amen? Amen. So I want you to make this confession after me, and then I'm going to then give out the prayer points. Amen? Say with me. We are in Christ and of Christ. We accept his love for us. Instead of ashes, we have garland. Instead of the spirit of fainting, we have praise. Instead of mourning, we have the oil of gladness. Instead of disgrace, we will rejoice in our inheritance. Instead of drought, we have surplus. Instead of lack, we have abundance. Instead of chaos, we have peace. Instead of tears, we have laughter. Instead of thistles, we have sequoias. Instead of thorn bush, we have stately pines. Instead of shame, we have double honor. Instead of humiliation, we have joy and we rejoice in him. Instead of fear, we have trust. Instead of works, we have grace. Instead of weakness, we have strength. Instead of failure, we are prosperous. Instead of decreasing, we are increasing. Instead of despair, we have hope. We see light instead of darkness. We are righteous. We trust in the love of God for us. Now give me Isaiah chapter 65 and then we're going to begin to pray. Amen. Just lift up your voice this afternoon. Just thank God that this confession you've made is true in your life. It manifests in your life. It manifests in your home. It manifests in the church. It manifests everywhere you go. Because you are a child of God, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that through you, God diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge everywhere. And this is what you diffuse everywhere. Where men are confused, you bring clarity to them. 
Because you are light and you shine as light. Just lift up your voice this afternoon. Say, that is who I am. That is who I am. That is who I am. Isaiah 65 from verse 19. Isaiah 65 from verse 19. If you have my own Bible, the heading from verse 19 says, the new creation. That's what it says. So, in other words, the scripture is telling you when Jesus died and rose, this is what he purchased for you. And if my life does not bring that forth, I need to stay in the place of prayer. Are you getting me? I need to stay in the place of prayer. I need to stay in the place of prayer. If I get up and pray this every day, it's just enough for me. So he says, I will rejoice in Jerusalem. I want you to lift up your hands this day. And say, God rejoices over me. That's you. He says, I will rejoice in Tosin. Just put your name there. Put the name of your children there. I will rejoice in Alex. I will rejoice in Toyosi. I will rejoice in Tommy. I will rejoice in Tomide. I will rejoice over the Abidaku family. I will rejoice over Wakfan. I want you to know that that is what God is saying concerning you. Just give him praise. God is rejoicing over you. Zephaniah says to you, he watches over you with singing. He rejoices over you with singing. Know this morning that God is fond of you. God is fond of your family. God likes you. He's in love with you. That is what emboldens you in the place of prayer. That you know God loves you. That you know God is interested in every aspect of your life. It says, the voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. I want you to lift up your voice this afternoon. The voice of weeping, the voice of crying will no longer be heard in my life, nor in my home, nor in this place. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Okay, okay. Okay, I want you all to look at me. I want you all to pray like you're praying. I'm hearing some of you whisper. Let me just say this afternoon, I don't want you to whisper. Are you getting me? I want us to pray. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? I want you to pray because you've gotten a revelation. When you get a revelation, there is something that it does within you. You can no longer be silent. Are you getting me? So I want you to pray this afternoon that the voice of weeping and crying will no longer be heard in our midst. Come on, lift up your voice. Because this is your inheritance as a child of God. It is the life of the new creation. 
Lord, because this is what you have given us in Christ Jesus, we take our stand as believers and we declare the voice of weeping and of crying will no longer be heard in our homes, in our gathering, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That everything that the enemy meant for evil, you are turning it around together for our good in the name of Jesus. Oh, lift up your voice this afternoon. Give me verse 20. Rema Shekendele, bro. Give me verse 20. Oh, lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus. Verse 20. It says, no more shall an infant from there live but a few days. Nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. Listen, what the scripture is saying here, you will not live a life that is without purpose. The Bible is saying as it was said of Abraham in Genesis chapter 24, he lived a fulfilled and satisfying life. That's what the scripture is saying to you. I want you to lift up your voice today and begin to pray. I will live a fulfilled and satisfying life. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. I live a life of purpose. I live a life of fulfillment. In the name of Jesus. I do not live a life of hit and miss. I live a life that is targeted and intentional in Christ. Oh, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice with me. My children will live a fulfilled life. My spouse will live a fulfilled life. Every member of work friend will live a fulfilled life. In the name of Jesus. We will find satisfaction in life. In the name of Jesus. He says, for the child shall die 100 years old. I want you to lift up your voice this day. That I will not live my days in sickness. Lift up your voice and say, Say, I will not live my days in sickness. He says, Listen to me, say it one more time. I will not live my days in sickness. Because by his stripes I have been healed. Say, My body, but his life. Say, My body, but his life. Hallelujah. Verse 21. It says, They shall build houses and inhabit it. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruits. In other words, we are praying this afternoon that concerning you and your children, 
every investment in their life, you will see your reward in the name of Jesus. God will see his reward in the name of Jesus. Keep lift up your voice and begin to pray. Do not just look at houses as a physical place. Look at houses as the family that God has given you. You are the planting of the Lord, the trees of righteousness. I want you to lift up your voice this day. That everything contrary to redemption will not have any influence in the life of my children. Nor in my home, in the name of Jesus. Oh, lift up your voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Our children will not hear a strange voice. They will hear the voice of Jesus. They will hear the voice of Jesus. My family will hear the voice of Jesus. Every investment of God in my family will see a fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Oh, come and lift up your voice. Pray for your household. Pray for your household. Pray for your household. The scripture says you will plant vineyards and you will eat their fruits. In the name of Jesus. Verse 22. He says they shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. He says for as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. My elect shall enjoy the work of their hands. I want you to lift up your voice today. I want you to know God is saying, if you plant, I will make you enjoy it. What you sow, I will make you reap it. God is saying to you, you are like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. You bring forth your fruit in every season. Everything that you do does not wither. In the name of Jesus, I want you to lift up your voice. Because God has planted my family, none other will inhabit them in the name of Jesus. Come and lift up your voice. Worldliness will not inhabit my children. Come and I can't hear your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. I will enjoy everything that God has given me. In the name of Jesus. We will enjoy the work of our hands. In the name of Jesus. Oh, 
Verse 23. God is saying to you because you are in Christ you will not labor in vain you will not bring forth your children for trouble I want you to lift up your voice say my children are not for trouble they are for signs and wonders in the name of Jesus I want you to lift up your voice I do not bring for children for trouble. I bring for children for signs and for wonders. In the name of Jesus. Where there is trouble, my children will not go there. The steps of my children are ordered of the Lord. The steps of my home are ordered of the Lord. The steps of this body is ordered of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. My family and my children, we are overcomers. We live a triumphant life. He says, For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. God is saying, Not only your children, but your children's children. They will enjoy this. These are the things you appropriate in prayer because you are in Christ. This is the boldness that you have because God has written it concerning the new creation. Lift up your voice. Say, my children's children will enjoy this benefit in Christ. In the name of Jesus. Verse 24. <laughs> oh, do you believe right now? Even before you opened your mouth, God has already answered you. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it. The word of God said it. He said it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. I want you to know God is hearing you. He has already answered you. Lift up your voice. Verse 25. It says the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. And those shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain. I want you to lift up your voice. God is saying to you, you are preserved in him. God is saying to you, you are not going to be a prey for the enemy. 
God is saying to you, your life is hidden in Christ and in God. And because Satan cannot get to God, because Jesus has made an open shore of him, the Bible is saying that your life is already preserved. You are enjoying the preservation that is in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Isaiah 54, verse 2 to 5. Lift up your voice. Do not stop. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Here. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your curds. Strengthen your cheeks. What God is saying to you, tomorrow, he wants you to begin to enlarge your imagination. That's what the scripture is saying to you. He said, I will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you think or even imagine. I want you to lift up your voice today. That even all of what I believed you for, my God, my imagination has gone beyond the natural. I see my family enlarged. I see my family enjoying the goodness of God. I see my family enjoying the health that we have in Jesus. Come and lift up your voice. Okay, you guys are not getting it. Let me, let me give you a scripture that will help you to pray. Remember the Tower of Babel. And the only thing God will say after he scattered man, he said there is nothing they have imagined that will withheld from them. God is not asking you, begin to imagine. Begin to imagine. Begin to imagine today that that which you have trusted God for, imagine it hundred times over. Because God says as you enlarge it, I would fill it up. I want you to lift up your hands this afternoon. Say, Lord, I thank you. As I enlarge my imagination, you're bringing a manifestation. Say it again. again. Say, Lord, as I enlarge my imagination, I'm not hearing you. God, as I enlarge my imagination, you will bring about a manifestation in the name of Jesus. Verse 3. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations. And make desolate cities inhabited. I want you to begin to pray. The things that have been thought of. And have not yet come into manifestation. That God by your spirit. There will be an activation. Lift up your voice. Oh come on guys you're praying. Come on guys you're praying. Come on, guys, you're praying. Everything. Bring about an activation in my life. In the life of my children. In the life of my spouse. In the life of this body. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. It seems to me you're getting tired. Okay. We're going to take a song and then we're going to pray. We have about another 17 minutes. We're going to utilize it effectively. Come on, lift up your voice. We're going to pray. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to in this world. 
Isaiah 54 verse 4. It says, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth, and you will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. I want you to know God is doing a transformation within you. That every remembrance of failure, God is turning it around. He's transforming it. That you may see his life that is within you. That you may understand that by him, you can leap over the wall. Lift up your hands this afternoon. Say, that is my portion in the name of Jesus. Say, I am as bold as a lion. Oh, come on, say it like you mean it. Say, I am as bold as a lion. Say, in the place of fear, I have boldness. Say, instead of fear, I have boldness. Amen. Instead of disgrace, I have honor. In the name of Jesus. Oh, give him praise. Verse 5, give him praise. Hallelujah. Mareke yala kanderere. Rema shekenderebo. Give me about 12 to 15. Verse 12 to 15. Verse 12 to 15. He says, I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of crystal, and all your walls of precious stone. God is saying, I'm going to beautify your life. In a nutshell, God's saying to you, in Christ Jesus, I have already beautified your life. Receive the manifestation of the beauty that is already in Christ. That that beauty manifests in the life of your children. That beauty manifests in your life. That beauty manifests in your home. That beauty manifests in this gathering. In the name of Jesus. Verse 13. And your children, pastor gave us this, shall be taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. Lift up your voice. Say, therefore chaos cannot come near my children. Because this is the word of God concerning my children. They are taught of the Lord. They grow steady in the knowledge of God. They understand spiritual things. Great is the peace of my home. Great is the peace of my children. They are peace in the field. They are peace at home. In their education, they are peace. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Verse 14. In righteousness, you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. For you shall not fear. And from the terror, for it shall not come near you. Lift up your eyes this afternoon. Say, this is my portion in the land of the living. Say, this is my portion in Christ Jesus. Amen. Verse 15. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. <laughs> oh, you don't sound like you're excited. He says, surely they shall assemble. In other words, do not worry about them assembling. The Bible is saying, whosoever assemble against you, for your very sake, they shall fall. I want you to lift up your voice and be 
your life is protected in Christ. Oh, come on. Mayere keya la kayerede. Ramo sokondere baba. Rimako yono koyere bakande. Re. Ha Yes. Ha ha. Ho. ke yala kandere. Moyoro kondere bo. Give me Isaiah 55. In the message translation, 8 to 13. Mayere ke ya. Re mosokonde. Re makoyolokonde. Message, please. Thank you. God says, I do not think the way you think. The way you walk isn't the way I walk. God's decree. Uh, you see, it just did not say, God said the Lord. He said, It's a decree. It is a decree that my ways, I do not walk the way you walk. I want you to lift up your voice and say, Lord, I take away from my mind my own imagined outcome and I declare your outcome in every situation of my life ah come on you don't know that's what you have just prayed he says my ways are not your ways okay I think somebody gave out the rosary this afternoon I want you to pray come on pray 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 like you mean it you need to take a break pray 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 like you have strength Tell the Holy Spirit, strengthen me in prayer. Strengthen me, strengthen me, strengthen me. Verse 9. Strengthen me, Lord. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I walk surpasses the way you walk. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. Verse 10. Just as the rain and snow descend from the skies, and don't go back until they are watered on the earth. Doing their work of making things grow and blossom. Producing seed for the farmers and food for the hungry. Verse 11. So will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They will do the work I sent them to do. I will complete the assignment I gave them. Hold on. This is where we'll stop. Every word you have spoken today, every word of God you have uttered, every prayer that has come out of your mouth through the word of God, here is the word of God. It says, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty. And that they will do the work I send them to do. They will complete the assignment I gave them. Lift up your hands with me this afternoon. Say every word I have uttered will complete its assignment in my life. Oh, come on, echo it like you mean it. Every word I have uttered will complete its assignment in my life, in the life of my children, in my home, in the name of Jesus. Come and lift up your voices afternoon and give him praise.
I want you to lift up your hands this afternoon as we wrap up. I want you to lift up your hands this afternoon as we wrap up. And as I pray, I want you to picture in your mind like, like the rain that is falling from heaven. You're seeing the manifestation of every word that you have uttered here, of every prayer you have prayed. Because Jesus, God likened the word of his mouth to the rain that falls. Because that rain comes to refresh. Your answered prayer has come to refresh. It has come to encourage you. For you to know that God is on your side. God is with you. He is displaying you as an object of his beauty. Father, this afternoon in the name of Jesus, as a body will lift our voice to you. We declare, oh God, that every word that we have uttered, you said there is no word that you have spoken that will return to you empty-handed without completing their assignment. We have spoken your word. You said you watch over your word to perform them. Father, I thank you. No wonder Elizabeth said, Blessed is she that believeth. There shall be a performance of the things that were said to her of the Lord. My God, you have given us your word. We declare there is a performance in our life, in our home, in our children, in our community as a body, in the name of Jesus, my God, where there has been weeping, there is no more weeping. Where there has been weeping, we have laughter. My God, I thank you that our children are for signs and wonders. We thank you they grow from glory to glory. My God, I declare your word, oh God, over our lives, that Lord God, your word as a seed in our life will continue to grow. We will see the manifestation. We will come back with testimonies, giving glory to you in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. I want you to sing this song. He has done for me. He, he has done for me. Come on. He, he has done for me. Oh, come on, dance like you mean it. Oh, 